Firm Foundation is an outreach of the Primitive Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. New Bildad Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Seven Springs community on New Bildad Road each Sunday morning at 10.30 and Wednesday night at 6.30. The Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Ricky Arnold, pastor at the Mount View Church. I'd like to begin with a passage of scripture that Brother Joseph used not that long ago. 
but maybe a little different thought. Acts chapter 27, the Apostle Paul has set sail. He's a prisoner. He's on his way to Rome to be heard by Caesar, the emperor of Rome. He tells those that are in charge not to set sail. It's too late in the year and the storms will be dangerous. They don't listen. I want to read verses 21 through 25, and then I'll go down to about verse 33, so bear with me. Now, the, they understand, they've been out on the sea for many days. The storms have been great. They can't see sun or moon or stars. Starting at verse 21. But after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not loosed from Crete and had to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. The Apostle Paul says, I believe God. And dear children, that ought to be the consideration for each and every one of us. Do we believe God? Yeah. Now not only did Paul affirm to these men that he believed God, he acted like he believed God. If you read on, the storm goes on and many days pass by. And in verse 33 it says, And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day, and ye have tarried and continued fasting, taking nothing. Wherefore I pray to you, take some meat, for this is for your health. For there shall not a hair fall from your head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. And when they, and then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. Now, understand, Paul said, I believe God, and he acted like he believed God. And when he acted like he believed God, he cheered those up around him. Now the reason I wanted to take this subject up, the fact of the matter is, dear children, we live in a perilous time. Brother Ronnie mentioned in his prayer those that are facing war, that are facing devastation. The whole world seems as if it's in turmoil. The whole world seems as if it's in chaos. And through the inspired Word of God in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, it starts off this way. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, 
traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. The truth of the matter is, dear children, we live in that world today. In the last days, perilous times shall come, and we've discussed this before. From the time that Jesus Christ was here to the, fir the first time and died for our sins until He comes back again, these are the last days. Yes. Now how close are we to the return of the Lord? I don't know, but I think we're a lot closer than we once were. Amen. But things look difficult. What do we do? We're going back to the first chapter of 2 Timothy. That the young preacher Timothy is disturbed and he's troubled and all of these things that he sees around him and he is discouraged. What does the young preacher, what does the apostle Paul tell the young preacher Timothy? Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It didn't say that there wouldn't things come that wouldn't make us afraid. But God didn't send that. And He said, Timothy, we need to stir up your pure mind. Sometimes we need to stir up our spiritual part. Sometimes we need to stir up our mind to think on spiritual things. We need to think on things differently than the world tells us that we need to think. This world is trying to set an agenda that is contrary to what God's agenda is. But make no mistake, they're not going to hinder God. They're not going to hinder God in any way. What God intends to come will come. When He intends to come, He'll come. Now, back in the third chapter, where we just were in 2 Timothy, let's drop down to about verse 12. And yea, all that will live, in, live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. In the face of all of these evil things, it says evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. The fact of the matter, dear children, I do not expect things to get better. I expect them to gradually over time, and maybe even more than gradually, I expect them to get worse and worse, because the Scripture tells me they will. And we do live in a perilous time. The news has been telling all week about Russia has put all of their nuclear arsenal on alert. Now, the United States and, the, and Russia have enough nuclear weapons to destroy this entire world a hundred times over. But I believe God. God said this world is going to last just as long as He needs it to. Not one day more and not one day less. I believe God. I intend to try to live my life Showing and demonstrating to others that I believe God. I can't tell you what troubles are going to come in this world, but they will come. But our God is greater than our troubles. And it, let's go on down. And it says in verse 15, And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus, 
All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You want to know how to face the adversity and troubles that's going to come? Well, look at what God's Word says. Because the answers are there. And God, what God says, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't matter what the world says. What God says is what counts. Right. And it doesn't matter what the news media tells you. The truth is, the truth will stand when the world's on fire. Yep. What God says is true. Now, it says these Scriptures were given by inspiration of God. Let's go right over into 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go down to verse 11. And it's been speaking about all the things that happened to the children of Israel. And it says in verse 11, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he stand take heed lest he fall. There is no temptation taken you by such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God will make a way. He didn't say He would make all the troubles go away. He said He'd make a way that you'd be able to bear those problems and get through it. Yes. Now, can I tell you what's going to come tomorrow? I don't. I don't know. Will Russia continue to invade Europe? I don't know. Will they attack here? I don't know. Will the world descend into chaos? At some point it will. But God's still on the throne. And what He tells me, He tells me that I'll make a way for you. Now that may not be the easy way, but God's way will be the right way. What did Paul tell, what did the Lord tell the Apostle Paul? And that's, I won't turn there for time's sake, but over in the 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians, he had a thorn in the flesh. Now, that was something that, that troubled Paul greatly. It was, a, it was a terrible pain. It's not just, when he says a thorn in the flesh, it's not like if you were out picking blackberries and got a thorn in your finger. This was something that impaled. It felt like he'd been driven through with a stake. It was, I don't know where it was, physical, emotional. I don't know what it was. But it hurt the Apostle Paul greatly. He prayed three times. Three times. Lord, take away this thorn. Take away this pain. Take away this trouble. And what did God say? My grace is sufficient for thee. God's grace is sufficient for every trial it will meet. That doesn't mean the trial is going to get easier. It doesn't mean they're going to go away. It means God is able to see us through whatever comes. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 tells us, Trust in the Lord and lean not to thine own understanding. Dear children, that's where, we, that's where our problems come, is leaning on our own understanding. Our own understanding will get in the way. That, look back. Look back at old Moses and the children of Israel. They had been, they had been enslaved for 400 years in Egypt. And God was going to deliver them. And they saw all of the plagues that God brought on Egypt. They saw them. They saw this great and powerful nation brought to its knees by flies and frogs and locusts. 
Can God bring down powerful nations? You bet He can. God is able. And Moses led the children of Israel. God didn't lead them the easy way. He led them right out beside the Red Sea. Now where are you going to go? There's Pharaoh's army behind them. What happened? Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And the Lord parted the Red Sea. And they all walked across on dry land. And when Pharaoh's army followed, the Lord closed up the sea and drowned every one of Pharaoh's soldiers. Is our God able? Sure He is. I believe God. That's what Paul said. Paul not only said, I believe God, Brother Ronnie, he got up and acted like he believed God. And dear children, in these perilous times, I believe that's what the children of God need to do in a great way is to stand up and, and act like we believe what God says. Because our God is able. Will the United States stand or fall? I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know in just a few minutes. But you see, dear children, what do we know? Well, in the 6th chapter of the Gospel of John, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, talking about our eternal destiny. In the 6th chapter of the Gospel of John, let's just start at about verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out, for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Now, dear children, I believe what Jesus said. I believe that the family of God will be delivered home to glory safe someday. Because Jesus said he would. Now, what else did Jesus say about our eternal salvation? In the 10th chapter of this same book of the Gospel of John, the scribes and the Pharisees have come and said, If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Verse 25 of the 10th chapter says, Jesus answered them, And and I told you, and you believe not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. You believe not because you're not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Now, can anybody take a child of God out of God's hand? No. Jesus said, nobody can pluck them out. So dear children, this whole world may be in chaos and we may face times, hard times like we've never seen. But even if they take my life, they can't take my soul because it belongs to God. And he said, no man can pluck them out of my hand. I believe God. I believe what he tells me. I believe what his word says. What do you believe about this kingdom? Now I said I'd tell you what I believed about the end times. Let's go back to the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44. Now I'm going to tell you, when I was a young man, probably about Trent's age back there, 
Brother Jimmy's dad used to preach right here. And I've heard him preach on this verse. That I've heard him preach to use this verse I don't know how many times. And it is a rock solid something you can hang on to. Daniel chapter 2 and verse 44, In the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom of God shall be left to other shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. You see, dear children, these tyrants and these dictators have risen and they've fallen all down through the years and all down through the ages. And they've tried to silence the testimony of God. They've tried to kill the kingdom of God. And it's just got stronger over the years. People have been posting pictures about the people in Ukraine praying. They're outnumbered. They're outgunned. And, they, and whether their national stand or fall, I don't know. I know this. Our God's an awesome God. And it says... In the days of these kings, he's talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. The kingdom of God will stand. And I promise you, I promise you, regardless of what nation on this earth stands, what kingdom stands, the kingdom of God will not fail. What does it tell us in Matthew? Matthew chapter 16. They've asked the question, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? Some said this, some said that, some said John the Baptist, some said Elijah. Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. This is Matthew chapter 16 at verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It's talking about this, this church kingdom right here. What did it say? The gates of hell shall not prevail. You see the forces of evil, the forces of Satan, and all of the darkness of this world are trying to hold back the advance of the kingdom of God. And every time that the Lord takes and His Holy Spirit reaches into the heart of a sinner, Brother Ronnie, and changes him. The gates of hell have failed one more time. Amen. They cannot stop. I don't care how many tanks they've got. I don't care how many bombs they've got. I don't care how many missiles they've got. They cannot stop the kingdom of God. That if you read my daily devotions, I wrote about this. There's a lot of fearful things in this world. I want you to listen very carefully at the description that I'm about to give. Revelations chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. John hears a voice. I turned to see the voice that spake with me, 
And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of seven, gold, seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girded about the paps with a golden girdle his head, and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like a fine brass, as if it, they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance as the sun shineth in his strength, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Let me ask you a question. If you saw a man that his eyes were as a flame of fire and he was brighter than the noonday sun, he was so bright you could, you could hardly look at him, wouldn't that be a fearful sight? Yeah. Let me tell you something. There's not a more powerful image. There's not a more powerful picture in all of Scripture than the victorious, risen, glorified Son of God. And where's He at? He's in the midst of His church and people, Brother Ronnie. Amen. I, don't care. I don't care what they send. They're not going to defeat my Lord. I don't care what they've got. They're not going to defeat the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Where did we start with this? Paul said, I believe God. Everything I've read to you tonight, I believe. I'll leave you with one more thing. Who did he say had the keys of hell and death? Well, the Lord did. Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 9. And when they had spoken these things, they beheld, while they beheld, He was taken up, and a cloud received Him out of their sight. Jesus has been standing there talking to the disciples and those that followed Him. And he just lifts up off the ground and goes up into the clouds. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come again in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And brothers and sisters, I believe God. Amen. He said that He'll come back one day. And when He returns, Brother Ronnie, Brother Jimmy, when He comes back, the only kingdom, Russia will be collapsed, the United States will be collapsed, and every kingdom on this earth will be looking at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as He stands in the eastern sky for the entire world to see when He comes again. And I believe God. And I'm going to do my best to live my life like I believe God. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.
Thank you for listening. You may write to the Firm Foundation in care of Ricky Arnold, 328 R. Arnold Road, Smithville, Tennessee, 37166. And until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you is my prayer.